Well, welcome, everybody. Welcome to St. John Vianney Center's new podcast, Journey to Thrive. I'm your host today, Jim Friend. I'm the Director of Mission Advancement for St. John Vianney Center, and I am here with Dr. Eric Randstrom, and we're going to be talking today about the Week of Christian Unity. Actually, it's the Week of Prayer for Christian Unity. My apologies. Uh, Dr. Randstrom, welcome. So glad to have you here today. So glad to be here. Thank you so much, Jim. I'm just going to provide a little introduction for you, Eric, uh, for our listeners who may or may not be familiar with you and, and your background. But uh, Dr. Eric Randstrom joined the team here at St. John Vianney Center in 2018, and he serves as the manager of the spiritual care department. Dr. Randstrom holds a PhD from Boston College in theology and a certificate in spiritual direction from the Murphy Center for Ignatian Spirituality at Fairfield University, where he also has lectured since 2014. He's worked as a spiritual advisor in drug and alcohol rehabilitation and as a chaplain in acute health care settings, including psychiatric ch chaplaincy. Eric is trained to give the 19th annotation of the spiritual exercises, the spiritual exercises in daily life. And, and that was one thing I wanted to ask you about, Eric. Tell us a little bit about this 19th annotation of spiritual exercises. I looked it up and I wasn't quite familiar, familiar with it. I, I see that it's part of the Ignatian retreat in daily life. Yeah, that's right. So in the through the outpatient department, we're pleased to offer the 19th annotation retreat. Uh, the 19th annotation refers to the notes that St. Ignatius gave to directors of the exercises. And in note 19 to two directors, he gives the option um, of offering the exercises um, over a, a longer period of time. Traditionally and classically, they're done over 30 days in a silent format. But the, the retreat in daily life, as you called it, and as it's often called, offers retreatants an opportunity to discover the riches and the graces of this um, retreat through one's daily life. Excellent. Excellent. Well, I'm going to have to uh, maybe spend some time with that. That's That sounds like it could be very enriching. Um, I, I also noticed, Eric, that you're very much uh, attuned to the ecumenical movement um, as someone who is a, a convert to Catholicism myself from my childhood uh, growing up and uh, eventually we moved to an Augustinian parish, which is where uh, I found uh, my Catholic spirituality or our family did. Um, tell us a little bit about where that comes from in your own your own life. Well, growing up in Massachusetts, of course, there's the rich history of of Protestantism in that state. And uh, as as a Catholic growing up, I would often wonder about, you know, the various churches that, um, you know, dot the landscape of, Mass of Western Massachusetts where I grew up. Um, I would often wonder about how, you know, the worship that was happening there and the faith that was uh, taking place in the lives of those people, how all of that was related to what we did um, as Catholics and, and who we are as a church. And so I think that interest grew into more of a theological reflection. Um, which also included in my doctoral studies um, other religions and, and how to reflect theologically on the church's uh, relationship to that, that wider religious diversity, but also that um, uh, near and intimate diversity within uh, the Christian tradition. It's fascinating. You know, um, as, I, as, as, a, as a young person going through kind of this RCIY, they called it at the time, uh, uh, process. Um, I was fascinated to really go a little bit deeper 
from a Protestant background, moving into Catholicism, kind of where these traditions came from, I found that interesting. And now as a diaconate candidate, I've gotten to go obviously even further, even deeper and really uh, feel a stronger connection to my faith uh, through our Catholic tradition. So, but I look forward to uh, to celebrating that with you in this week of for prayer for Christian unity. It certainly is something I think that um, that we need as a church, and certainly as a church, and even as a society. There's never been a time I felt, I think, at least in my adult life, when I felt like we were more divided on different topics and issues. And so. This week of unity just seems so appropriate. Um, before we get into that, though, Eric, maybe you could tell us a little bit about uh, the spiritual care department here at St. John Vianney Center, a little bit about the role that uh, your, your department plays. So the role that we play is to, is to offer each resident um, an opportunity to uh, discover how God is at work in their lives right here at St. John Vianney Center um, through you know, the, the therapeutic journey um, there are lots of opportunities for learning more about yourself, for growing and healing, um, changed ways of life. And we believe that God is at the center of that. And um, the Holy Spirit is um, driving that transformation and moving the person from, um, uh, you know, from, from brokenness and uh, confusion to new life and hope. Uh, so it's really a participation in the Paschal mystery that we observe and celebrate along with the residents who are are growing uh, mm -hmm. toward God with us. What? That's wonderful. And I'm, I'm sure you see just some beautiful transformations that happen uh, when our residents come uh, to the center, uh, perhaps at maybe one of the lowest points in their life and and trying to find um, again, that uh, rekindle that uh, spirituality, that vocation that that drew them into ministry. I'm sure you've seen just some beautiful transformations among our residents. I certainly have, and 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 we have as a department, along with uh, uh, Nancy Santa Maria and Deacon Dan Giblin, we're privileged to um, to see God working in the lives of these people. Um, from our from our vantage point as uh, vantage points as spiritual advisors, and you know I would have to say that appropriately, um, you know, given the uh, the emphasis on faith during the week of prayer for Christian unity, since faith is what we all have in common, um, mm -hmm. it's faith and and trust that God is is with the person um, that allows them to endure some of the the struggles of those early days and weeks of treatment. Yeah, absolutely. So, Eric, share with us a little bit about the Week of Prayer for Christian Unity, and let's just start maybe with a brief history of the origins of the observance and the and the ecumenical movement. So, the the origins of the Week of Prayer for Christian Unity begin um, with the, the very first observance of the week in 1908. Um, Father Paul Watson, co-founder of the uh, Graymore Friars of the Atonement. Uh, converted to Catholicism from Anglicanism, and uh, wanted to um, wanted to bring the Catholic Church into this week of prayer uh, to pray for the the full restoration and unity of all Christians um, around the world. Since that, you know, early early observance, which at that time, you know, with the old Roman Missal calendar began with the, the Feast of the Chair of Peter, and then concluded with the Feast of the Conversion of St. Paul, um, you know, of course, symbols of unity and universality of our church. 
Um, many other figures have contributed to this week of Christian prayer. Um, uh, many other churches, World Council of Churches most notably, um, uh, participates and organizes um, the theme along with the Roman Catholic Church. So uh, it has grown uh, marvelously in those 116 years since that first observance. But, you know, to, to speak more to the ecumenical movement, um, we could say the ecumenical movement really begins in a way with uh, the Gospel of John, chapter 17, which has always been the favored and treasured gospel of all ecumenists. Um, Jesus's high priestly prayer that all his followers um, live as one and love each other. Excellent. <clears throat> Excellent. And as I said before, there's certainly, um, as we, especially as we move, I think, into a presidential election year and we think about all the divisiveness that we have on different sides, there are certain things that bring us together and certainly our faith is at the core of that. And so um, hopefully this week can be a time for us to join together in prayer and pray for for many things, certainly peace in our world and and uh, and unity in our own country. But um, some might wonder why we'd be discussing uh, uh, the week for prayer for Christian unity on this podcast and uh, and maybe what it might have to do with our mission. But I think you you answered that in the it kind of answers it in the theme this year, which is you shall love the Lord your God and your neighbor as yourself. Uh, from Luke 10, 27, the theme of healthy clergy and spiritual leadership is really an ecumenical issue. Um, maybe tell us, Eric, how St. John Vianney Center sees this opportunity. Well, we see ourselves as a resource center um, for, for all clergy um, and all professional ministers, um, uh, most prominently and with a, a special special relationship to Catholic clergy and religious uh, but we we consider ourselves a resource center for all. And so uh, at St. John Vianney Center, we are uh, proponents and advocates for healthy clergy and healthy professional ministers and professional ministry um, across the entire Christian landscape. Uh, you had mentioned that um, the, the clergy, uh, healthy clergy is an ecumenical issue. Um, and we, we believe that's the case as well. Um, the ecumenical movement really began, we might say, when in the mission countries, um, those who were being preached, uh, those to whom uh, churches were preaching the gospel, we might say, uh, began to look around at, at various churches um, conflicting and disagreeing and sort of being uncharitable toward each other. And this, um, for potential converts, was a contradiction and a sign, uh, a sign of not the church and churches not really living up to their calling. And so to the extent that um, healthy ministers anywhere and everywhere are proclaiming the gospel um, from, from lives that are um, healthy, well-balanced, at peace, etc., cetera, um, I believe that God is glorified for all of us. Absolutely, and, and it certainly uh, raises the awareness for all of us, both Catholic and and Protestant and other denominations uh, to support our clergy, you know, because and 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 not just our own clergy, but the church ministers of all Christian denominations, because they have a tough job, and in many cases they're understaffed and or maybe have no staff and they're working on their own with volunteers, and so it is a time for us of of all faiths, I think, to really rally around them and and thank God that we have 
men and women who are dedicated to uh, to serve us and and to perpetuate the faith and continue the gospel uh, today. Eric, um, if, if maybe I add to that, Jim. Yeah, sure. You know, we've learned that clergy and professional ministers experience the same challenges yeah. um, across various uh, ecclesial and, and confessional traditions. And, um, and so there's great value in um, recognizing that and, and allowing that to be a point of ecumenical cooperation and ecumenical unity. I think the theme of this year's Week of Prayer for Christian Unity, which was prepared in uh, conjunction with both the World Council of Churches and the Roman Catholic Church, the, the, the uh, love of God and the love of neighbor, the unity of the love of God and the love of neighbor. Uh, so a moment ago, I talked about how um, healthy clergy, healthy professional ministry glorifies God um, in, its, in its witness. Um, and we might call that, you know, kind of the, the loving, loving, you know, the neighbor, uh, loving the neighbor who is in the world. But we could also say that that unity of love of God and love of neighbor also happens within and across um, the Christian tradition. Um, Jesus's prayer in uh, the Gospel of John, chapter 17, is also a prayer uh, for the unity of love. And to the extent that we want what is best for our uh, Christians, uh, Christian brothers and sisters who are uh, clergy or professional ministers, um, that is also a sign of our love for each other. And I think that that's often times um, perhaps not as emphasized that ecumenism is about also uh, drawing together um, in the bonds of charity uh, with uh, with and toward our uh, Christian brothers and sisters across the world. Well, and, and speaking of charity, I think there are, are so many ways in which our missions are aligned and even parallel to each other. And I think of uh, all the social service ministries that are out there. We certainly have Catholic charities, but I know that there are many Christian thrift shops and other social agencies that serve the poor, the the, the marginalized. Uh, and even there, there are moments when you see uh, Catholic church and interdenominational churches get together in some neighborhoods, some communities, uh, for the benefit of, of those who are less fortunate uh, to try to strengthen the community. And, and, and boy, that's a beautiful thing. I have a, an uncle who was a professional uh, Protestant minister out in, uh, in Arizona. And uh, he's a wonderful inspiration to me because he's done so much with his life. But at the end of his life, he retired from banking and became and, and real estate and became a, a minister. Uh, he and his wife, my, my aunt, for the last 10 years of their life. And uh, they talked about different ways in which they got together with the local Catholic churches around social issues uh, that were common and, and to strengthen their local community as one Christian faith. It's really beautiful. As Thomas Merton once said, um, we cannot say yes in all respects, but we can say yes where we really can. Hmm. Um, and I think this week is about saying yes where we really can, which is in worshiping the Father through Jesus Christ and serving our neighbors uh, in a spirit of love um, for the healing of the world. Absolutely. Eric, why don't you share with our listeners a little bit on how St. John Vianney Center will be observing the Week of Prayer for Christian Unity? Well, the Week of Prayer for Christian Unity here at St. John Vianney Center, I think, begins with uh, the recognition of uh, the giftedness of our staff. Uh, some of our staff, um, you know, are not Catholic, um, but they bring immeasurable uh, riches to our mission in, in cooperating um, 
and in serving the mission, um, they really enhance who we are as a center. And so it's about lifting up uh, the, the week of, of prayer for Christian unity is about lifting up that unity that already takes place here among the staff as we collaborate together um, for the good of the residents and for the good of the, of the church. And so uh, we have some staff related events, prayer service and other uh, types of events that uh, celebrate um, the gift of Christian and religious diversity among us and, and among our mission. Uh, we also have a, um, a mass for Christian unity that will be celebrated by our chaplain, Father Dave Broshka. Um, as part of that prayer service, the Good Neighbor Initiative, which I believe you're a part of, Jim, yep. will be highlighted. Um, the, the theme of this year, the love of God and the love of neighbor, the Good Neighbor Initiative here at SJVC really lives that out in very uh, concrete ways. Um, and, and the service that that initiative provides to the community, uh, to the communities around Downingtown, where we are. Uh, so perhaps you'd like to say a little bit about the Good Neighbor Initiative, Jim. Yes, absolutely. Well, it was uh, it was begun a couple of years ago, and uh, it's just a volunteer committee that we have for our employees, and uh, it's it's uh, headed by our CEO David Schellenberger, and we really have used it to reach out and just kind of spread uh, the good word about the work that we do through volunteerism, uh, through getting involved in local events. Um, you know, we've uh, we've made doggy treats for the SPCA. We've volunteered at local parish festivals. Uh, we've, uh, we're actually having a, a blood drive next month uh, because we, we, we heard of the shortage, the national shortage for blood. Uh, different ways in which we've, we've brought little gift baskets to some businesses just to thank them and, and different nonprofits to thank them for their good work. Uh, just different ways that we as a, as a community of faith can connect with the different communities in our area, not just Catholic, but also the the just the community service organizations and the businesses and really sharing witnessing and by doing so doing these volunteer acts you know we're we're spreading the mission of Christ and and living out our own faith and um and letting letting people know we're here we want to partner with them we want to share the good uh, the message of of Christ so it's it's been a great a great joy for me and I know uh, it's a great group a great committee of of dedicated volunteers um, Eric, maybe uh, any any closing thoughts as we wrap up our conversation here? Well, just to uh, to thank you, Jim, for having me on on uh, Journey to Thrive. Um, I look forward to celebrating the week of prayer uh, for Christian unity here at St. John Vianney Center. I think it's a special place to celebrate that week, um, both among the staff um, and uh, you know as an invitation for for us as a center to embrace and welcome. Um, the, the ministerial and wellness needs of all clergy. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, it's, um, Absolutely. It's, it's, a, it's a beautiful unfolding of the mission in this ecumenical direction. Well, Eric, thank you for being our first uh, guest on our new podcast, Journey to Thrive. I do appreciate the time that you spent with us today and, and the wisdom and the background, especially around uh, the special week that we'll be celebrating all over the world. And I look forward to those celebrations with you and want to thank our, our listeners for joining us today. And uh, you can watch for new episodes of Journey to Thrive if you subscribe to us uh, on our new YouTube channel uh, or if you uh, just subscribe on wherever you download your favorite podcast, you'll be able to find us. Eric, thanks again for joining us today. Thank you so much. God bless. God bless.